Bonehead. Welcome this, to Bonehead. Welcome to Bonehead. Yeah, welcome yeah. to Bonehead. Jesus Christ, James. The, oh, For geez, your first introduction, you suck. Can you say Jesus Christ to college students? You, as long is as it you, just as, you leave off the Christ? As long as <laughs> it's you, Mr. Christ. As Esquire, as you, PhD. As long as you are representative <laughs> of all religions, so I'm going to need you to run through the others real quick. Buddha. Buddha. Uh, Seventh-day Adventist. Samsonite. I don't know. What's going on? This is Bonehead TV. What is different about this episode, for those that normally watch this, you'll notice this Or listen. Going, or listen. Listen. We have more listeners than we do viewers. Because nobody wants to see these faces. We have faces for radio. Mm. Um, anyway. In our day, we this, all have faces. We have faces, <laughs> we have faces for telegraph, let's be honest. I am... Anybody uh, want to do the rest of the song? <laughs> I, I, I am... As, as some of you will know me, Dr. James Thomas. This episode is different because I am killing two birds with one stone. I am teaching a class in higher really education. really shouldn't kill birds. Some of them carry diseases. Something of the... Histoplasmosis. Thornal... What is it? Ornithological nature. Ornithological... I don't know. I got my PhD in calm. Um, Poor Tippy Hedren wants them all dead, to tell you that much. <laughs> This Listen, you education episode, geeks, get that joke? <laughs> this episode uh, will be shown also to my class in popular culture and higher education. You'll notice that I don't get treated with much respect by these two. These people also, though, do work in higher education. To my right is Chad, who has worked at a community college and a four-year institution now. And also there's this guy that we found on the subway. Um, no, this... Joe? I'm, yeah, I'm Joe Lewis. For people who are listening and watching really quick, this is going to sound weird. What we're doing is a... Is this a, is a very is a, weird episode. It's going to be a weird episode. It's probably our weirdest episode yet. And Which we've is done something some really we, weird And stuff. we've had some weird guests. We're doing something a little different to help James out, and it's going along with a class. We're going to, this is basically part of your curriculum, correct? Yes, yes. So, a little bit, for those in the class and for those not in the class, one of the big things that really affects the the... I guess, kind of view of higher education is popular culture. Oh, yeah. And this is becoming more and more important. I think I could throw the word in gestalt one more time. Yeah, just throw out a couple gestalts. One of the reasons... this pork has got gestalt. (laughs) One of the reasons, as those of you in the class will read in the textbook, um, that it becomes really important is we do have increasing numbers of first-generation students. There's a bullshit textbook for this. How much do they have to pay for it? I got it for them for free. Cause College, religion, member. and textbooks. Three biggest wastes of money. I, I got them for free because I'm a good professor. Um, anyway, don't. I knew just shut bef- it. I knew him before he had the piled higher and deeper at the end of his um, name. Which is, a form of, uh, which is a comic that is a form of popular culture examining higher education. Oh my um, god. That being said, it's going to be a talky really, James episode. It's, it's really important because more people are making decisions that affect education that don't have an educational background, being politicians, being people that invest money and things like that. So popular culture not only affects incoming student, it affects a lot of the politics that impact higher education. Because we're seeing more and more people allude to popular culture instead of actual educational. Facts. But what are we actually talking about for the people who aren't in your bullshit class? Um, <laughs> I will have you know, it's not like it's a com course, Joe. I know, um, six, seven hundred level, whatever. So uh, get anyway, past no, it. No, it's, shovel so it out. What we're going to actually mm-hmm. be looking at then is some examples of fictional colleges, right? That people quote unquote consume as popular culture that exist in books. 
somewhat one the one I'm going to bring up one of the ones I bring up exists in books, movies, and television. And yeah, and and comics and and any form of media. So we'll be talking about a few of them. Now the way this show works for those that have never seen this before and are being forced to watch it because you took a class with a bullshit me. class. Um, <laughs> I'm going to show you respect. I've taught your class before. <laughs> don't don't come after mine. That was the um, only thing they asked. If you die again, don't send him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. So. Um, I, I forgot my train of thought. Oh, the the reason I also wanted to include these people, though, is because when you take a class, you usually get, just get the professor's voice. And as you can tell, these people don't care about my voice and are going well, to with anyone. Do you think they're sitting there and where's he at? Tuscaloosa or someplace like that? I was just. Do you think they're like the Indiana Jones class? It's like, why does this guy have an Eastern Kentucky accent? Well, down here, Mississippi. Meh. <laughs> Meh. You know, actually, it's an online class, so I have some students that can be as far away as Colorado. Mm. Colorado. Then they are baked, and this is going to be so much <laughs> more fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, may, I, may regret, I may regret including this as part of the class curriculum. <laughs> I told you we keep it clean. I have kept it clean. I've always said bullshit three times. <laughs> and just stop twice. <laughs> just stop. And I'm pretty sure that means bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the name of a really great TV show. Yeah. Just so alt. Just alt. Yeah, just alt. <laughs> it starts Penn and Teller. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, well, fake ahead. colleges. Fake colleges. That, and for, that have popped up and have had actually an impact on culture. And we agreed to do this for two reasons. One, James asked. Right. And he doesn't ask and for I have a lot. He doesn't ask for a lot. Well, actually, he asks for a lot, but he doesn't ask for a lot. Right, right. He's demanding, but never says it. Right. <laughs> this is one of the verbal ones. <laughs> so Instead of the implied. He asks for it. And for our normal listeners and watchers, we thought it, well, that would be fun. And then it, we thought it might be a little more tough, and it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, no, I had mine... Uh... You had your, you had said you said you had ten picked the other night. Before no, we... I said I had my three picked in ten minutes. Ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> and then I I figured out, and I only asked for one. Oh, and really quick for people watching and people listening, you know, I always have on a black shirt. What changed? Joe changed his shirt for once. Yes. What's it say, guys? Uh, you need to go first. So you're you're representing the what? first college I want to talk about that's full of it was completely made up and full of crap is Moorhead State University. <laughs> but after that instant. But after that instant after that I ever tell you about the time they terminated me on the ever birthday? tell you about the time they terminated me a year later? <laughs> <laughs> I don't make donations. No, it makes them feel better now. I'm the director of advising for a blah, 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 research one. No, I was the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you faculty? Yeah, yeah. What? Boom. You know, none of the people that made those decisions are employed there anymore. Boom. I don't know. We're not petty. Craig is still there. He probably had some saying. No, no, I've been there. They don't. I'm joking. Uh, I have a lot of fond memories about going to my alma mater. Not so much about working there. Anyway, mine was Miskatonic University. So I started to do a little research about it. Not a whole lot because I've been a Lovecraft fan. H.P. Lovecraft for you. I don't know. Education people read. Yeah, we we do that quite a bit. Do they read fiction or do they sit there and bullshit chickering? I'm amazed you pulled that out of nowhere. You, I, know, you, I know, right, right, right. Yeah, I just kind of boom. Chickering sucks. <laughs> wow. Oh, he does it, and you'll need to know him for your qualifying. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck trying to apply all that when you get a real job. Anyway, so back to Miskatonic, and I'm giving you a hard time. 
not that I don't hire you people all the time. I just want to talk down to them and as a joke, but I don't know that they're going to get no, it. No. So I well, probably in shouldn't. all fairness, I mean, he's got he's got a degree in communications. Yeah, yeah, it's worked out okay. But that's true. It equals a, my master's equals a bachelor's in any other discipline. <laughs> so when I I actually thought maybe, and I was telling Chad this before you got here, that maybe Lovecraft stole it. Because the first thing I was going to open up with is that this was Lovecraft's invention. And I knew as soon as I said it that I would screw up and that Lovecraft actually got it from somewhere else. Like Necronomicon and other things yeah. like that, right? And no, he did. And I was really amazed for you folks out there who may be H.P. Lovecraft fans or may have seen Reanimator or some... I was saying, so a little bit about H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft wrote horror stories in the 1920s. Yeah. He was consi- uh, 30s, 20s and 30s. He is now considered a legend. Uh, go back and reread it. I actually am not as big a fan. Chad and I talked about this. Stephen King's talked about this. I'm not yeah, as big Stephen a fan. Stephen King was a huge fan, but now that he's now that I, And I reread At the Mountains of Madness a few years ago. and didn't have the same impact on me when it blew my mind when I was 17 or 18 or whatever that was, which was a good time. That's when you should get into that. So Lovecraft. When he was watching Friends and thinking it was the best show ever. <laughs> do, 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 do. Dude, that song has a unrealistic clapping. I pattern. still yeah. use. I've I've actually never seen all the episodes of Friends, nor will I ever. But I still use that as an example when people ask me what you do, Chad. That's true. Oh, we did the other day. I do. You're, oh, you're yeah, Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, I said, you know, have you seen Friends? I don't watch a lot of it. I, the joke about Chandler and what does he do? No one knows. That's what Chad does. <laughs> Something about now? training. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But something about training. Miskatonic yeah. University. Miskatonic University. So he created it, and the first appearance of it was actually in Herbert West's Reanimator, the story. Which is odd to me. I just would have assumed it came up somewhere else. It would have taken place... Uh, Miskatonic University is a fictional university located in Arkham, a fictional town in Essex County, Massachusetts. It's named after the Miskatonic River, which is also bullshit. It's made up. After first appearing in Lovecraft's 1922 story, Herbert West Reanimator, which, by the way, was the first Lovecraft movie that was an actual Lovecraft movie. That cited him as... That cited him as there was a lot of people ripped off Lovecraft for a long time in the movies. That's a whole other show. But it was the first Lovecraft movie... But that's not the best, nor anywhere close to the best Lovecraft story. It's still story. a lot of fun, though. It The movie is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually would make an argument that Stuart Gordon's film is better than Lovecraft's story. Just want to point that out. Yeah. Uh, to me. It's not his best. The school appeared in numerous Cthulhu mythos stories by Lovecraft. Once again, if you know, I don't know who Lovecraft is. You've probably heard of Cthulhu. The story of the Dumb Witch Horror also implies that Miskatonic University is a highly prestigious university on par with Harvard, and that Harvard and Miskatonic are the two most popular schools for children of the Massachusetts Old Gentry. The university also appears in role-playing games and board games throughout the mythos, according to Wikipedia. Now, that's just a very general thing. People have stole Miskatonic University throughout the age, especially in horror films. I'd say, and Mythos actually was the name of a card game. That also implied that Edgar Allan Poe had something to do with Miskatonic University. It tried to connect all the all the genre of horror authors and how they connect. When you to that. pitched this, I said yes, but I thought it was going. I didn't know how the hell we we're going to do it. So I, when I started doing a little bit and thinking about it, it started getting better because you're absolutely right. This is a made up university. This is yeah. bullshit. I have it on my shirt. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and don't there are, have. There was. Actually, I work at a university. Of, <coughs> And I only own shirts that they have given me. Yeah. I went to 
that other made-up school called Morehead State. <laughs> I may Which have a also couple has of, a lot of paranormal connections. <laughs> it was a long story. I uh, I it does. I don't help. buy a lot of that, but I paid for Miskatonic. But you know, and the thing about Miskatonic as well is that this has been to Universal Studios. Yeah, well, and I was about to say, and it pops up. It's so easy to allude to it in different things. Uh, I mean, just as far as as a a paranormal institution, yeah, or that's connected to all these dark things. What better thing than a university where you're going to have? I mean, you you have professors that are given research funding to do weird stuff and find old books and. I've been in the archives. I've yet to find anything that wakes a Dagon. Suppose that he wanted to go that Dagon. Supposedly he wanted to go to Brown, and a lot of it goes there as well. And it, and it would have been the only time he mentioned most of the time in his stories when he's talking about the faculty or the students that went there. This is more for your for your students more than it is our listeners. It was all male. Yes. In fact, the only time there's only one story, and I don't remember which one, has only one mention of a female ever being at Miskatonic, and most of the schools at the time would have been all men. Uh, well, especially the elite institutions. The elite institutions. I the mean, one they had a, some sort of ivy growing on them. Yes, uh, I mean, not to sound like Doctor Thielen, but your your state schools, your your grant uh, land grant institutions would have been co-ed, and that was because they had to be to keep money coming in. They had to take who they could get, but. I mean, Dartmouth made it until the early 70s before it went co-education. I didn't know that. Yeah, not. I also don't know where Dartmouth is. Is that somewhere it's in ne- eastern it's literally, Kentucky? It's literally 30 miles away from Miskatonic. Ah. And when it, you pass that boy on the bicycle that slowly ages into an old man, <laughs> take a ride. And it was, it was named after a horrible bar accident. Well, if you put that on your qualifying exams, you will. If I grade him, you might get by. I don't know. You'll we'll probably get by and make him giggle. I can't, I can't say anything because I, I don't Once want to Once again, I, if you're working on your PhD, I think you should do your dissertation on how doing a dissertation for your PhD is hazing. Just it's want to throw that out there. It's a form of legal hazing. It is hazing. It is hazing. No other time is it perfectly acceptable for four people to decide your fate. Yeah. Go ahead, so, okay, so, okay. All right, so... If you take uh, mine, I'll just punch you in the face. Uh, By the way, that's the other thing I was going to say. We do not discuss what we're going to discuss beforehand. Right. So there is a chance that we're going to have overlap. So, there's more than a chance. I have 10 schools here. Yeah. So mine is a, a small school in Minnesota. Now, back in the 1960s, uh, it was in pretty bad shape. It lost 80% of its enrollment. Mm. Um, the buildings were crumbling. One thing saved it. Uh, it uh, it uh, became a more diverse school, so much so that it enrolled a moose and squirrel. Ah! Oh. What's the matter, you? What's the matter, you? <laughs> Was that on your list? No. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> By the way, I was going through the list of top fictional ones. Yeah. Miskatonic was not on one I found. No. Really? No. no. And neither was What's the Matter You, because I would have stole it. Because <laughs> What's the Matter You, Chad, is a college. A college. With, actually, it's a university. It's a, a, sorry, What's the Matter You, yeah. It's a it's university. A university with the in rocky Minnesota. and the bullwinkle. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, introduced in ni- the 1963. In 1963, uh, it was in season five. Sorry, season five, episode nine. They were through five seasons before they got to What's the Matter You? What's the Matter You? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was uh, created by, uh, and here's how crazy Rocky and Bullwinkle is. George Atkins, Chris Hayward, Chris Jenkins, Lloyd Turner. 
Four people created. Wasn't mad at you. Um, their slogan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know what their slogan is? No, no I actually wanted to know. I'm so excited. I have uh, I laughed when I found it, and I, I, I've laughed every time I read it. Our praise for you will never cease. All hail Magenta and Cerise. <laughs> <laughs> What does that even mean? It means nothing. <laughs> well, it's, it's, just like your degree. <laughs> oh, 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 that's uh, study studying. It's actually only, and it only was your only. Degree is so meta. It was only mentioned twice. Uh, it was mentioned in the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. Yeah, and then it was mentioned in this uh, episode where that's it. That was it. That's the only time where it's Rocky funny and the Bullwinkle movie. There's shirts with the What's, What's the Matter, matter you? you logo on it. I need one. one of those. I that's two. what I, that's what I was telling. As a matter of fact, I I have from the movie uh, a friend got it for me, the Talking Bullwinkle, and he only says like four phrases, and one of them is, "What's the matter? You is going to give me an honorary degree." <laughs> <laughs> for you folks out there taking his class, now for listeners as well. For listeners, if you buy all three of us a shirt, we'll come over to your house and eat dinner with you. Yeah, yeah. For you all out there and want to pass this class. You best be buying a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. But what's the matter, you? Rocky and Bullwinkle did a lot of commentary on communism. Yes, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it would make sense. Here you go, Chad, that's Thank yours you. with it's the empty, empty one. It, it would make sense that education was also seen as a way to combat communism. So it would make sense that Bullwinkle had to go to college, right? Yeah. Well, and well, uh, I mean, yeah. So they gave them I a scholarship, guess. and it turned out Rocky was uh, Bullwinkle was really good at throwing a football. <laughs> So, so uh, wait, you're saying there is a form of popular culture that ties athletics directly into higher three education? bullshit <laughs> stories. Two of them take place at a bull BS college, and the third would be, so that would be that, Forrest Gump, and the Waterboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. So they started winning. Uh, from the, the winning and the popularity, they were able to increase enrollment and rebuild their, their campus. Um now the big game that was about university. Big game. Uh, they played their rival, the Mud City Manglers, which in, which included Boris. And what the, Boris? <laughs> a Russian somehow had to fight Bullwinkle, and he was on the the Mud City team. Um, now this is uh, this is a not only you could argue that if you're talking about college, the college of how bad they actually were. But really, it's a continuity error in terms of the show because the show Rocky and Bullwinkle was riddled with continuity errors. What? It was it was terrible. Jay Ward. Did I don't know that him? I knew that. Yeah, it was. And I, know, I watched it as a kid, and it was riddled with. If you watch it now, there, there, the the show was very well written, but the continuity errors was terrible. And this is one fair example of it. when they beat the Mud City Manglers, they cut to the scoreboard, and the Mud City Manglers are up by one point, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all celebrating. Therefore, you know, it says, "Hey, you know." The much the the what's the matter? University actually won, but really, if you go by the scoreboard that was just shown, Mud City Manglers won by one point. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> one of those things. Hey, it says one. We got to go back and fix this. Nope. Not when it's nineteen. That's how we do bonehead. Not when we it's done. 19- we done animated this. We, we done. done. We yeah. Done. Not when it's nineteen sixties animation. And <laughs> all right. So this is going well, James. Chad, are you done? I'm you, done. You and sure? I can guarantee so, you're going to so smack we your have, head. We have, an, we, have, we have a paranormally linked, yes. creepy, creepy universe. None of the rest of mine are paranormally we linked. We have a animated... An institution of higher, higher knowledge learning. with a moose and a squirrel. Which shows diversity of admissions. That's absolutely correct. It um, also shows that they... Is that chick- in Frostbite Falls? 
Is what's the matter? You also located in Frostbite yes. Falls? Yes. So where was Far- Frostbite Falls? Is that it's not- right next to where if Minnesota? your check clears, yes. they will let you in. <laughs> I believe it is. I believe, Minnesota, I, I, right? believe, I believe it is. I don't. Anyway. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. So we have a New England institution, a, yeah. a, a Middle Minnesota. America kind of institution. Midwest. I'm, I'm going to go with, you got to go to New York. I'm going with Empire State University first. Empire State University has as its alumni a Peter Parker. Ah. Um, a Emma Frost. Johnny Storm. And it was also the site of an experiment known the world round where uh, two scientists, uh, Reed Richards and the unfortunately named Victor Von Doom, were doing an experiment that exploded, scarring, unfortunately, Victor Von Doom for life. Clobbering uh, time 101. Uh, <laughs> this is... That's this, all I got to add to this. When I was growing up, I read a lot of comics. Oh, and do tell. I know. It's, I can't imagine... For you, for his class, I'm out of the three of us, I'm the only one who didn't read a lot of comics. But it, it gave me false impressions of what college is going to be. There's going to be all this cutting edge science. You're going to get by, people, bit by a radioactive yeah, spider. Yeah, there was going to be all this stuff going on, and there we were going to, and, and I was going to have a crazy professor that never seemed to actually teach courses, but always invited but me to do students, cool stuff. But your students have um, that experience. Well, yeah, but I don't, I don't, sorry, it, nobody's getting superpowers. Um, if I expose you to radiation, go to the doctor at In once. In fact, Dr. Thomas should never you say the <laughs> phrase if I expose. <laughs> and if you go by uh, Spider if you go by Spider Man continuity, technically it killed Mary Jane. Well and it and that's the other thing is that we know this university exists in many, many universes. Yeah. Um in one universe actually, Johnny Storm, while he was attending, actually was sued by the institution because villains attacked and he tried to defend the institution. He went Nova to stop them, and he burned down a couple buildings. Um, that was a storyline in the 1990s. Wow. So, the interesting part about this is that recently, some of the storylines, and I say recently within the last 10 years, have actually dealt with what do we do with diversity and admissions, kind of paralleling a lot of the conversations we've had about affirmative action and access for people with different abilities. So much so that one recent storyline actually looked at a partnership between the Xavier Institute, and mm-hmm. for non-comic book fans, that would be where the X-Men hang out, mm-hmm. and where they train young mutants and things like that, getting permission to do a scholarship and an exchange program to send to bring normal, quote-unquote, human beings in, um, and letting mutants do an exchange program. And that was a storyline that went through uh, the chamber uh, Chamber is a, a, a character that also attended Empire State University. And that was one of the things that he did was do an exchange program. You lost me. You've um, lost your class. You've no, lost no. your will to live. I never had any. Ha. Huh. Uh, no, I wanted to bring that up, though, because now we have talked about one that comes from literature, one that comes from animation, one that comes from comic books. And you see three different types of institutions. One that doesn't have a functioning scoreboard. Nope. One that tries no, to... No, they use... had a functioning scoreboard. <laughs> Did they, maybe they couldn't, they couldn't maybe, do math. Maybe it broke at the last minute. Yeah. Well, so you don't want to go to What's the Matter You for a math degree. Right. But evidently, Moose studies. Good to go. Uh, but I think we've already hit on three very different types of institution. I tried to find what degrees Empire State University offered because they do have, I mean, their alumni are people that have traveled through dimensions and space and time and all that stuff. Uh, but it looks like it's pretty much English 101, 102. <laughs> That Parcheesi degree is really important. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was a, a, an interesting case where, uh, again, we know that the heroes went there, and the, some of the villains as well, 
But we don't know what classes they took. We, we never spend a lot of time with them in classes. We know Peter Parker missed his graduation because Doc Ock, man, just mm. threw him off. Yeah. Me? Do you? Okay. Uh, what, what's their timeline look like, Chad? We're yeah, good. about five minutes. Okay. All right. So mine's, this next one's going to be pretty quick. You asked me about fictional, but I actually thought of it, other than Miskatonic, the rest of mine are really about the movie. And the backdrop is this fake universe, yeah, of yeah. course. But I, I have, a, and I knew you were going to become a Marxist later on for me, so I thought yeah. I'd give you that one. That was yeah. going to be okay. This one I'm taking from you too. I hope you don't mind. One of my favorite college movies is Back to School. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not even on my list. So Back Rodney to School was is a movie of starring Rodney Dangerfield, Harold Ramis. If you're a Ghostbusters fan, was one of the writers. I can't remember the director off the top of my head. I apologize to that person. Now, Back to School stars Rodney Dangerfield. His son, played by Keith Gordon, who would later become a director of his own right. Which was mentioned in our previous episode. Which was mentioned in our previous episode. And if you're taking Dr. Thomas's class, please subscribe on SoundCloud, <laughs> YouTube's, iTunes. YouTube's, YouTube, iTunes. Uh, like and share. On and your social none of media. them will ever be this serious. And if you ever want to see... This isn't really this is serious? serious? No, no, no. But Do you if, want me to fart? I'll fart. No, I'll fart right no, now. No. Eh? Done. What? <laughs> no, go. My, oh, we can't... And thank you. Point, we my, can't take it back. Just my talk. point being... <laughs> Is that I am actually being treated with a little bit more respect. So if you, you really are? hate my class, watch some of the other episodes where they blatantly tell me to so shut up. So back to school, Rodney Dangerfield plays a guy who run, who's a who's a millionaire who has a bunch of tall and fat, and are actually called tall and fat stores for men. And his son is thinking about dropping out of college, and he decides he's leaving his second wife, and he decides, no, don't do that. I'll come support you. I'll go to school. And back, thus back to school. And hijinks ensue. There's a young Danny Elfman in the Oingo Boingo group who's also in the movie. The movie's so smart, it has a cameo from none other than Kurt Vonnegut. Yes. Yes. Kurt Vonnegut shows up, and that's actually Kurt Vonnegut in the movie. However... It takes place at Grand Lakes University. And I looked this up. You know where it was shot? Where? University of Madison, Wisconsin. It's really? funny to James and I because Chad had to bow out one weekend. And we got to meet, if you're fans of and watched previous episodes of Harlan Ellison at, at MadCon. But we've been to Madison, Wisconsin, which University of Madison was at Madison at Wisconsin, or University of Wisconsin at Madison. A beautiful campus. It's one of the most beautiful campuses I've ever been to. I'd go work there. Well, it's cold. Yeah. But it's on a lake and it's beautiful. But that's where it was shot. I did not know that. I did not know oh. that either. Which it could be an episode in and of itself. Where do they film all these fake colleges? Fake colleges, yeah, absolutely. Chad? And what was the name of that institution again? The Back to School Institution? The Back to School? I forgot. Great, it, Great Lakes? It no. Grand Lakes Grand University. Because Great Lakes is a loan company, which also has to do with education, but it's yeah. not fictional. So, Chad? Every time I treat them like they are, they get All right. Money. So... I'm going to the movies for my next one as well. Um, Man, I'm having a hard time. My college, um, you could say, probably has the worst completion rate in all of cinema history. I'm going to list some of its alumni. Oh, yeah. James Draws Andrews. Gutter. Mulaney. Raji. Pigman. Mersh. Cosmo. The Giggler. (laughs) And Moonbeam. The name of this university... Port Chester University. The movie is known by its initials, PCU. I left it off. <laughs> my, my wife actually said, do you think somebody will bring up PCU? It's one of my favorite college movies. It would movies. be Chad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, 
I've only seen it edited on Comedy Central when they used to air it every three days. Where is it? What's the name of the place again? Port Chester University. PCU. Oh, do you think they had a double entendre there? Um, did you know it was actually, uh, it's based on the experiences of, uh, let, of the writers who, um, they attended Westland University in Middletown, Connecticut. So it's based on their experiences there. So a small private school? Small private school, yes. Um, the campus is very split. Not a lot of people working together, but very diverse. <laughs> a big diverse. And diversity class is an old, old wooden, wooden ship. ship. Um, I did Anchorman. Look, I did look up their majors. And a term you're going to oh. hear in a lot of meetings. So their majors range from everything from phys ed to Sanskrit. <laughs> um... They, uh, not, uh, Joe mentioned uh, that Danny Elfman was in Back to School. Yeah, he is. He, he, Oingo Boingo performs during it. They're at the big party. And do you remember who performs in PCU? I do not. I'm not a huge fan. George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelics. Oh my God. I remember when Clinton addressed Parliament. (laughs) You got the funk. You farted earlier. (laughs) Now there's a lot of funk. (laughs) These people are getting their PhDs and listening to fart jokes. <laughs> well, so it's masters and PhD. We just, oh, just, just I'm so sorry, course. masters. Oh. But no, uh, it it plays off the whole. It, it's kind of like a uh, it's Animal House. If Animal House had to deal with a lot of political correctness, so it, there's this fraternity, this this uh what they call a prefrosh. Still, I like that movie, but I hate that phrase. Um, it's about a high school student coming to explore the university. Uh, he's, uh, and for some reason he is thrown into this fraternity house. I never really understood. That's one of these plot points that I never understood. Um, and it's his adventures with this universe, this uh, fraternity as they do madcap adventures through campus, uh, dealing with all the PC correct groups that are there, like the womenist and the womenist. Yeah. Not feminist. No, there's, that's a whole joke going, Oh, are those the feminist group? He goes, no, it's worse. They're womenist. That's a joke, you say. Mm. But the cast, uh, Jeremy Pivens, John Favreau, who is, as everybody knows now, is a big-time director. What? And doing Mandalorian. Star Wars Mandalorian. Mandalorian, yeah. Um, But the one person I would like to mention, just because he's a personal favorite of mine. David Spade. No, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Roger Daltrey. I'm gonna bitch. I'm gonna <laughs> bitch. Sean Connery. He's not in the film. He's just a personal. But David, uh, David Spade's also in this. He plays the villain. And uh, oh lord, I didn't write her name. Um, Troy McClure. M- Melinda Walters is that her name from Arrested Development? Anyway, mm. Alex Desert or Desert. Yeah. Um, he plays Mulaney. He was in Becker. He's in Becker, but he's also a he's a lead singer in a band called Hepcat, which is one of my personal favorite bands. They're a ska band. Oh, uh, that's the reason I don't know them or anyone else yeah. does. And I, ha- by the way, <laughs> is it bad that I don't get why ska is cons- is like an ongoing joke in several things about being terrible music? Because I love ska music. Shut up, Joe. I don't think it's funny to uh, you. Yeah, it's not funny to me because I'm but like the rest of us are laughing. You're not laughing. I a little bit on the inside. Yeah, because you know I like I've it. actually not seen that many jokes about ska being terrible music. Usually I just read nonfiction and it's there. It's yes. That was a slow burn, Joe. Yeah, that was a slow burn. <laughs> he got me. Told you I was working up to it earlier. Yeah. He was like, why is this a diet? <laughs> yeah, way to call that. 
There is a whole conversation about what diet soda is actually diet. Yeah, what you, is what you want to listen to from a fat man in a miscatonic shirt yes. in his basement telling you this is the definition that could, of diet. The shirt that could be used to cover a car. Oh, well, you know, I got some checkered up there if you want to have a uh, picnic later. Dicky <laughs> <laughs> Nicky basket. Hey, boo-hoo. My guess is there would be fried food involved. <laughs> it, that's one of the food groups, yes. Yes. Are you done Wait, with fried PC? food is a food group? It is in my country. Oh, mm. my God. They're All in right. Mississippi. It should be. <laughs> they eat those damn mud bug things. What? That's oh. crawfish. Okay. They do in Mississippi. Ask uh, them. Yeah, I've ate them there. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, that's my pick. PCU, Porchester University. I have to go with one because I, 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 I actually didn't think of this one initially. And you would think, mm-hmm. as much as it's one of my favorite things, it would have been the first I would have thought of. Um, I will start by saying this institution, I I had to bring up a copy of the courses that they offered. I'm not going to read them all because they have already established over 120 courses that are offered. That includes um, advanced subspace geometry, basic warp design, basic hand-to-hand combat, creative writing, diplomacy. Christy told me I should do this one. Exochemistry, fractal calculus, which I would have failed. You know what it is, right? Oh, yeah, I know now. Quantum chemistry, robotics. sort of academy. Yeah, yeah. uh, Xenobiology, and the required reading text, as established by these shows, Prime Directive, Starfleet General Orders and Regulations, The Exploits of Fleet Captain Garth, the translations of Dr. Roger Corby, the military strategy of Klingon General Cord, Cord. the Picard, the, the Picard Maneuver, a battle tactic devised, uh, devised by Jean-Luc Picard, the judicial decisions of Judge Aaron Satie. Damn French. That's the, the sequel to the, the Times of Life and Times of George, Judge Roy Bean. It took me way too long to get that long-ass title out. The yeah. Art of War by Sun Tzu, and The Fall of Kang by the Klingon poet Gritok. That this would be Starfleet Academy. Yeah. No, is an academy a really a university? It is. It's an institution of higher education. Yes, it is. Because this was a fight, Christy and I, about required, Hogwarts. Required, and actually, that's how I'm going to close. Because there's a point there. Hogwarts is not higher education because it's still K through twelve. It's K through twelve. Okay. So, which was actually how I was going to end the episode, but I'll go ahead and ask. If anybody's a huge Harry Potter fan, is there higher education in the Wizarding World? But do you have to have that? Yeah. Do you actually have to have a high school degree to join the academy? Well, and this is the question. This is actually one of the things that I actually tried to find out because as huge a fan of Star they Trek do as have I to be am, young adults, though. and I have absorbed and read. I've even I've, I've read non canonical material, i.e., yeah. the novels. Do you have what did to he say non who? Isn't that non- the shit I scrape off my boat? Non canonical. I, actually, I want to scream it like uh, uh, Louise Belcher, or no, Tina Belcher does. So, Burger, so but. non-canon, so what, like a water gun? Yeah, that, that okay. Um, I, I, that's all I have. It also requires a spacewalking course, which is six weeks long. Um, but wasn't Wesley, wasn't, Wesley, wasn't Wesley Crusher part of the Academy and he was like 10? He was specially assigned. But that's actually one of the questions that has came up and I actually tried to find the answer to do you have to graduate Starfleet Academy to serve in Starfleet? And it doesn't look like that's the case because there's some people... Yeah, because did Kirk graduate? Yeah. Remember he cheated at the Kobayashi Maru, which is what you've got to do to graduate. Which is what you have to do but he to cheated. get through college is cheat. Yeah. He cheated. That's what you're trying to teach no, no, your no. students. Technically, it wasn't cheating. He let me roll out with that and is not correcting me. <laughs> I'm going to just let him go. 
That's I mean if that's what it's Morehead, not if that's what Morehead State University teaches. Well, well I told you bullshit degree. Yeah. One more time though for you people out there want one of those jobs manipulation of resources because technically he cheated was kicked out snuck aboard a ship that beat a, a time traveling Romulan and then they gave him his his own ship. That's another. That's Star an Trek alternate universe. I'm just saying. And the 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 quote unquote regular universe. He got an award for original thinking. Prime. Uh, yeah, the Prime universe, as opposed to the Kelvin universe. But still, in one universe, he didn't get a degree, so therefore, it's not a higher... Insta- I got nothing. The The point about all in this... In abundance. Um, <laughs> but I, I brought it up because it, it, is, it is somewhat interesting as an institution because it has a military aspect to it. So it's kind of like the fictional West Point. Oh, it's more well, of a yeah. military aspect. We've been talking about how the Starfleet Academy is full of shit for years. Well, and the other part about that is, that actually does come up, is... I don't know why I said yeah, that. I just wanted to I throw know. out this. I just why I keep Hopefully going. there's like three Trekkies in your class are getting pissed at me now. Um, there's a required class in Latin, too, which is actually... And it does keep with the traditional, do you know, the, the motto for Starfleet Academy. Um, et tu, Spock. No, it's ex asterisk asterisk scientific, which basically from the star's knowledge, which is actually based on actual um, the the motto the motto of actual uh, the Navy Academy, because it's actually theirs is X whatever is basically marks the spot. If their motto basically is from the ocean comes knowledge, verata, necktie, necktie, nectar. Nickel. So, Nickelback. Oh my god, don't bring up Nickelback. Um, Look at this photograph! Every time I do it makes me laugh! And now they're not going to subscribe. <laughs> We're losing subscribers. Ah, and, this is the most interesting um, class Dr. Thomas has taught. Um, there's some people that would... Uh, but they it actually, probably is for the three the, that find you boring. The, uh, <laughs> you mean all the three people in this class? <laughs> hey, my class is always made. How, um, how much are you paying for this per credit hour? It's Apollo 13. Their original slogan was Ex Luna, scientific from the moon knowledge. And they actually, uh, they stole that from the United States Naval Academy, which was Ex Scientitia Tridens from knowledge sea power. Comes a trident. <laughs> I was going to say, which is um, Latin for God bless the, the bell bottoms. For uh, you that would kill the guy with the trident. <laughs> you probably should lay low for a while. That being said, Starfleet Academy is... Oh my god, he's still going. No, well, Starfleet Academy is the institution that gets referred to in Star Trek a lot, but there is no... There are examples of people that, quote-unquote, serve in in Starfleet that it's implied didn't go to Starfleet Academy. So what does it take? Because you can join the U.S. military without going to West Point. And it's all a little shady anyway, because it's not like we're talking about money for most of Star Trek. Yeah. Did Data go to the Academy? He did. Damn it. It's data. No, it's data. Yeah. No, no, no. No, actually requests it. They say data. data. I would say, and that's it. Oh my God, you're, I'm a nerd. You're, you're pronouncing it like Dr. Mulder, um, uh, the lady that played the replacement for... Uh, oh yeah, uh, Beverly Crusher. Yeah. She actually, uh, that was one of the jokes that he made was if she would just say the name right, because she always said data. Oh, you mean like Marlon Brando? Krypton? <laughs> oh... Well, actually, really but he quick, called it Krypton. Really quick, I jumping back long time. to the Empire State University conversation, does DC have a college? We're getting to it. 
Okay, I just want to... Yeah. That was... Spoiler alert! No, this just gives people something to look forward to as they mute us right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to bring up Starfleet Academy because it is, it is a nice parallel to a lot of the military academies that are higher education institutions. So, Joe, your next one? I was going back and forth. This one's a little slightly controversial. Not so much because the institution is, of course, bullshit, but there's a scene in this movie that's controversial 30 years later that I don't know that people found controversial at the time. And we're going to talk about Revenge of the Nerds. Ooh, and we're oh, going to talk about nerds. Adam's College. Revenge of the Nerds, actually, I had a conversation with this the other day in, in my drive home from Mississippi. Um, that's a movie, people talk about movies you couldn't make today and I would argue that Revenge of the Nerds is squarely mm-hmm. in that category. Yeah, because the, there are there are multiple layers of issues going on in that institution or in that movie. Right. So Adams College became a battlefield after nerds Lewis Skolnick and Gilbert Lowe joined the Trilams, Lambda Lambda Lambda, and take on those cruel jocks, the Alpha Betas. <laughs> Boy, they were sure were thinking late that night. Mrs. Johnson's third grade class writing, wasn't they? Yeah. I love the movie. Well, I like the movie quite a bit. Arguably, the best way to get back at a long-time rival is to sleep with their significant other, and that's exactly what Lewis does to Stan Gable's girlfriend, Betty. When she's shocked at how well Lewis does this certain act... But what was he won't... dressed as? We won't go... I'll get to that in one second. Okay. He has to remind her that all nerds think about his sex, so there's no way that they're blowing it unintended, I suppose, when given a shot. And the trial lamps smashed the Alpha Betas in the Greek games because all 80s movies had a, oh, we've got to beat them at the ski school, we've got yeah. to go do a yeah, sail-off, yeah. we've got to do all these things, to a musical ensemble that would make Mother Mark Mother's Ball proud and Gilbert becomes president of the Greek Council. And uh, Adams College, they make it a safe place for all people, including nerds and geeks and weirdos. After they do horrible that. things to do so. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's what's controversial about that, and I find the reason I brought it up because there's some other colleges I could have went here, but you're trying to teach your class. Mm-hmm. Times change. Oh, yeah. They change dramatically, and they usually change first where? On university campuses. So we're seeing it right now, in my opinion, of campuses used to be a... a haven for free speech. I don't know that that's true anymore. I don't know... That you can say certain things because they're far to the left, most, a lot of them. And they're not, a lot of students I meet aren't overly accepting of right-wing ideas. Well, I think it also depends. Now, I'm going a little bit off topic. No, no, but 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 I, I think it also depends on how those ideas are presented. And that's actually, sorry, if you took my higher ed law class, we talked about this a little bit. I think one of the problems is um, there seems to also be this idea to get your idea across, you now have to shock. And you get into, if you're doing that in a way that transgresses into hate speech or things like that, or or contradicts the, the idea of inclusion on campus, that's when you have some trouble. But I, I agree I with know. what we you're saying. With, the comedians deal with this a lot. A lot of comedians don't want to play colleges anymore because they feel that most colleges, which used to be their favorite 30 years ago, have lost their sense of humor. Well, and there was actually a case, again, in another class we talked about this, um, where the the welcome at, at the University of Kentucky is called K-Week, but whatever your welcome event is to your campus, 
um, there was, I believe it was a university in Indiana and they had a stand-up comedian come in and students walked out because he invited a young lady who actually was a 17-year-old freshman and he implied a lot of sexual innuendo toward her and her being 17 and the student was obviously becoming uncomfortable because she thought, oh, I'm volunteering for something at college and the comedian just kept going. Now, again... I, I, I have a great love that's of stand-up comedy. That's a very comedy. severe example. Well, that's what I mean. But then again, you know, in the back of my mind, I I have an appreciation for stand-up comedians, and especially that particular comedian, I forget who it was. It wasn't a very well-known name to me. But he was known for being a shock comic. Part of me wants to step back and say, okay, isn't that on the university that booked him, too? So, anyway. And much things have changed in 20 years since I was in school, and things that I got away with that I probably couldn't get away with as much now. In this scene, Chad, who is he dressed as? Darth Vader. He's dressed as Darth Vader. They are in a... It's not a haunted house. It's, it's a, a fun house. Fun house. And he, she thinks he is her boyfriend. And then he... Played by Ted McGinley from uh, Married with Children. Married with Children. Uh, this He does a certain thing to her. And mm-hmm. he enjoys it. So I'll keep it PG. PG-13 for them. Performs a certain <clears throat> act. Yeah. She enjoys it. Then finds out it's him. And then... And, that's called, she didn't give him consent. She thought yeah. it was somebody else. And now we call that what? It's sexual assault. It's right? sexual assault. It's rape. Yeah. And that's what it was then, but everybody laughed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember in 1984, now I was only six years old, a lot of people getting up and walking out over that. In fact, the most controversial film in 1984, or maybe 85, as I recall, was a movie called Silent Night, Deadly Night, because people were pissed that they made Santa Claus into a serial killer. I shouldn't say that's the most controversial. That's the most one off the top the, of my I mean, head. No, that was the one around I that can at remember. the time I that made remember, news. Yeah, I can remember my parents talking about that. I don't remember Revenge of the Nerds coming up at the dinner table, but I would have been five, six years old. And I can remember my parents talking about, why would you do that? There's there's other things that can be horrifying. Why do it to Santa? So, so I how do the times have changed? So that was funny. I don't think you do that now. That particular scene, I don't see how you get away with it. Also, yeah. there's a straight-up murder in that, that movie as well. What's the straight-up murder? Um, uh, When they first arrive on campus and they walk by the fraternity house and Ogre is yelling, Nerds! Nerds! If you, don't, if you recall, he's holding a man upside down by mm-hmm. his legs. And at one point, he lets go. And he falls two stories head first. <laughs> that guy's dead. That's just comedy. He's straight That's up That's just comedy. Dead. The other's rape. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and there's actually, I, I think it's actually an episode of American Dad, uh, or or maybe the Cleveland Show, but I think it's American Dad, where they go back and they literally, they have people that, because if you watch American Dad, Snot is voiced by one of the actors. Hey, uh, Curtis Armstrong. Curtis Booger. Armstrong, who played Booger, yes. Uh, and he plays Snot. See, ha, ha. Anyway. Um, Which, by the way, also begs the question, how the hell did Ogre get into that college? Was it a, was it a scholarship? That's never explained. There's this real idiot. It's a movie called Revenge of the Nerds. Just saying. All the other a ones. guy goes down on a girl and she never bothers to ask and he doesn't bother to tell her. All the other characters in that and movie, it's reasonable of how they got into college. Actually, I'll make an assumption that it probably did happen because this is the world yeah. and everything happened. But how did Ogre get into college? He can't even, he probably couldn't did even he write probably, his own. Was he an athlete? That's what I'm saying. He might have been a scholarship. Yeah. I don't, you guys are stereotyping no, athletes. No, I'm not stereotyping athletes. I'm saying that movies do They're it. They're not all dumb. No. Just most. <laughs> 
Look at blue chips. All stereotypes have a Hold nugget on. of truth. Let me go ahead and do all this stuff. Uh, Joe, now you were you were doing really well, well in your high school, but who got more credit when they graduated than you did? Sterling Hayden. See, Sterling you didn't Hayden. see that name coming? <laughs> no way in hell. Sterling Hayden always gets all the love. What's the answer to everything? 42. Hitchhiker's God. <laughs> did those, those people go to college? Hitchhiker's God. I don't, I don't know if Arthur Dent went to college or not. It's a different time. It's a different yeah, time. Probably. Anyway, sorry. I, Revenge of the... I wanted to bring it up... No, I think it's... Because of that particular scene, and I know it's Adams College, and I and I, we were probably should talk about more where the... But, yeah, I, for your class. No, but... And I think the that same That was thing. okay 35 so, so years So was ago. one of the requisites to be going into Adams College was that they have to be creepy and kooky and all together... Ooky? Yeah. No. no? Damn it. How do you get that? <laughs> if you guys had worked that just a little bit, I know. slightly nerdy, both of you, because it was off. Yeah. Let's high five. Oh, wait. <laughs> I Who's was never next? asked to high five as a child. I guess, it, I guess it's me. So, How many uh, ways are we doing? Three apiece? Four well, apiece? I've got I, four. Couple, I think we can do four. I think. Okay. All right. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So, Am I getting paid for this shit? I get paid most places. You've never got paid for bonehead. No, I've never got one time. Not one time. <laughs> By the way, if any of uh, any of y'all have rich uh, family that wants to sponsor a podcast, tell them not to give their money to bullshit higher institutions <laughs> and give it to bonehead. So uh, my next college was founded in 1898. It was so successful and well. Um, Attended that it has its own bank and its own museum of which contains a lot of classic art. Here's some of its students. I love how you do these, by the way. Jesse Chambers, Stephanie Brown, Betty Kane, Jaime Reyes, Michael John Carter, Bite Me Bryce, Barbara Gordon, Harleen Quinzel. Yeah, Harleen Quinzel, Gotham University. Is that DC's? That is DC's. Is that the only one they have? No, I'll go into. I'll do a quick it's comment after I talk. University too, right? Well, uh, probably, but that's not the one I'm going to mention. Uh, no, I um, but some of the professors, Jonathan Crane, James Gordon, after he retired from the police force, he taught a course there, and Kirk Langstrom, which you know as Man Bat. No, I didn't. Yeah, Kirk Langstrom's Man Bat. Sterling Hayden. <laughs> He's I hope a, somebody in your class Googles Sterling Hayden. And by the way, Joe, in case you didn't know who Michael John Carter is, that's Booster Gold. Uh, um, Steph, uh, Jesse Chambers is also known as a... Her superhero name? Jesse Quick. <laughs> How could we figure out who she was? I have a really inappropriate joke, James, that I'm not going to do because we are doing your class. You're welcome. Um... But no, Gotham University, it's uh, it's basically the main university in the DC universe. Um, it has had a lot of uh, share of its uh, its own share of controversy. It has had two, two football bribing uh, scandals. Uh, the first... <laughs> um, first the, was a full house, Mom. The first one involved Jonathan... <laughs> And, Sorry. Oh, uh, what Aunt Aunt Becky's going to screw Aunt up Becky. Gotham University? The second one was that what's her face from Desperate Housewives. Um, the first one um, was uh, Jonathan Crane uh, slipping the quarterback some fear gas and causing him to lose fear the game. Gas. Thereby, thereby, he illegally bet on the game to win money, to get money. 
Um, the, other, the other one took place in the 2400s with Michael John Carter, which is what caused him to work in a museum and steal the, the outfit that allowed him to become Booster Gold. Uh, it also was a terrorist attack because Jonathan Crane really hated Gotham University, so he, uh, he uh, doused a lot of the students with fear gas. So, yeah, that is... <laughs> I believe it was created by Dennis O'Neill, Denny O'Neill. Um, so it's relatively recent. It's relatively recent. Denny O'Neill Cray. But it has been featured in... Denny Cray. It Denny has Cray. Been, it's been featured in comics, the animated series, in movies, and even in television, in the new show Gotham. One of the things I did look up, because I thought about... Because I wanted to see if Superman went to college. Because depending on what time period you read... Is Superman just a high school graduate? Um, well, and, and and there is one story, and again, you yeah, got to understand. Yeah, in all fairness, the Superman in the forties—that's all he needed. Yeah, yeah. Just like my grandmother was convinced I would be fine with an eighth grade education. And look Time's how well you turned out. Um, no, the the other universe uh, should have been a riveter in one story. I'd be riveting. Yeah. The the other first the, time. The other university in DC Comics is a Hudson University. Um, there is oh the Hot Hudson Hawks. Please tell me that's their mask. No, please tell me that's their mask. No, uh, the... Catch the excitement. But Clark Kent did attend classes at Hudson University. Um, It's also the college that, of course, depending on which, if you're going by comics, that's the the, Dick Grayson attended Hudson University, but if you go by the animated series, he attended Gotham University. But uh, the, the reason I wanted to mention Hudson University real quick is apparently Law and Order apparently takes place in the DC Universe. Because yeah. Hudson University is mentioned several times in Law and Order, it's not a real, it's not Do-do. a real, it's not a real university. So you you would imagine that that's not by accident. I don't think it's by accident at all. Well, is, is Warner Brothers make Law maybe and Dick Wolf is a know. huge fan? He maybe. Uh, but out of the two, Gotham University is by far the more f- uh, famous. It's it's featured prominently in a lot of the comic books, not just Batman. Oh. Uh, so Gotham University, um, I will leave with probably one of the more important universities, which would be Huxley College. Huxley College comes from Horse Feathers. It's a Marx Brothers film, ergo Joe's Marxist joke earlier. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really important just as a as an artifact of how popular culture viewed higher education. It centers basically around higher education athletics. Um, Darwin College is their big rival, Darwin versus Huxley. Uh, and the idea is there's a lot of jokes about is college athletics amateur? A lot of conversations we would still be having today and are still having today in some circles. But the idea basically that is ludicrous about the thing now actually had a little bit more relevance at the time. This movie is pre-code, which means pre-rating code in Hollywood, but also pre-NCAA. There was none of that. There were none of the protections. This was a time when there were conversations about actually, you know, people were dying in college athletics. It was brutal. Uh, and part of the reason that they make fun of this for, um, yeah, there were 18 people died per year in, in college. Athletics. That's fascinating. Um, anyway, they need to win. And so they go actually to a speakeasy because it's during prohibition and recruit. They go to recruit thugs. Unfortunately, they miss the thugs and recruit two idiots, um, which are played by the other Marx brothers. Groucho Marx plays president. Quincy Adams Wagstaff. Chico. Um, Chico plays Baravelli, who is an ice man who delivers ice, but he hides bootleg liquor in it. Mm. And Pinky is Harpo, who is also an ice 
man, but also a part-time dog catcher, as one would be. Um, so they actually have to enroll them in the school, and they end up becoming football players, but then they realize they're not the thugs that they want and to help them win. And Sue. And hijinks ensue. Uh, this film's really important for a couple of different reasons that I want to bring it up as an academic for this. Um, more people saw this movie. What are you movie, smiling about, Chad? More okay. people saw this movie than attended college at the time. So I'm surprised you have not, you probably forgotten. He's doing a Children of Men. No, he's done it two or three times. I know. I know. I know. Okay. I didn't have it. But I needed to bring this up for the, for my class. Um, I, I, and that's the reason why I didn't put it on here is because I knew he would want the Marx Brothers. Yeah, one. yeah. There's, there's a lot of musical numbers in it. One of the best musical numbers is when he's sworn in as president, he does an entire musical number called I'm Against It. And whatever the faculty propose, he's against it. And he ends the song by actually saying his son, who attends the college, that he is also against his son. He never wanted a son. He Some months before my son was born, I used to complain from night to morn, whatever it is, I'm against it. And that's how the song ends. So there's a lot of commentary in the time about what college was, what college athletics was, and even about the bureaucracy that they were even seeing in the 1920s affecting higher education. So I have to bring up Huxley College. Now, the funny part about that is, as Joe knows... So you want me to fart again? I'll fart yeah, again. Yeah, I think uh, you should. Done. Joe, how did the movie originally <laughs> end that they lost the footage for? Because I've had this conversation you before. You told me. Yeah, but how I'm did... I'm going to lick your hand and put it in my face. How do you tell them? I it, don't remember. The, the campus burns. Yeah. And they, they cut that ending, and now that footage is lost. But you can find stills of it where so they're setting their playing cards. thrown away in those days. <laughs> they're playing cards so many good as the campus birds in the, the background. What are you saying, fart boy? I don't know. There's a lot I of I may fart. regret doing this. But anyway, the movie was such a big deal at the time <laughs> yeah. that it was the cover of Time magazine. So it's one of the first college films, not the first, the silent film, The Freshman, with Harold Lloyd was yeah. before it. Which, by the way, if you watched The Freshman... It's the inspiration for the Water Boy, and there was even a lawsuit over it. You said all that, and you said, "What should we? You may regret this." Well, yeah. And I'm, I find it funny that none of you have brought up this next college that was. I kept putting it off to let one of you all have it. Well, I had to do. I have to do the historical one. So what? What you got? So, are you that, saying what's the matter? Use not historical. Well, it's the sixties. Jerk face. The historical one from the yeah, 60s? Yeah, nothing, nothing important happened no, in the no, 60s. No, no, there, There's one that I assumed you, somebody would bring up. I wasn't up. going I was to do it. I was going to give it to somebody. In fact, I didn't even put the notes here. But out You've got to bring up. I've yeah. got to bring it up. And I, May I use a quote from the movie? Yeah. yeah. And this is going to be your PG-13 part of your class. Is that okay? That, that, mute it if you're offended See, easily. See, Dr. Thomas, you fucked up. You trusted us. <laughs> <laughs> it's Faber College. Oh, Faber College. Faber College is from Animal House, House. National Lampoon's Animal and House, and the short-lived spin-off TV series Delta House. And that came House. later. So House, House. This Come one on, I really don't need notes for. Do you want me to go through it? Yeah, I'm so happy because our last two are going to tie together well. <laughs> Good. I thought I kept putting it off. I thought one of you all would do it. Such an easy one. So Faber College, Faber College. It was actually shot in I think Eugene, Oregon. I know it was shot in Oregon. I'm almost positive it was shot in uh, Eugene, Oregon. Universal could not have given two shits about this small co- about this small movie. <laughs> Where'd that come from? It's directed by Joe's possessed by demons. Possessed by demons. Get him a priest. It's a story of how it came about. So, 
National Lampoon's Animal House. Okay, first of all, we're talking about National Lampoon's, correct? Yeah. That was a magazine. For you all out there that are 14 years old, there used to be these things. They were paper, and they came like this, and you had to open them up and read They them. were like books, but thinner. Thinner. They are tactile. You had you, to touch them. You could throw putty on them, and then come out, and you'd be on the putty. And that putty may very well be fairly silly. Now, moving right along, they had a their biggest, biggest, biggest issue was the National Lampoon's high school yearbook. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, they had a guy writing for them. A few of them. And they wanted to keep mm -hmm. them. And it was written by John Hughes. Mm -hmm. John Hughes is one of the people that wrote one of the yearbooks. He yeah. was wrote on the yearbook. And he would go on way, to write... Don't ever touch me again. <laughs> he would go on to write... I want to start doing the shitty ones like Curly Sue. And <laughs> but anyway, he gave us... Uh, I almost didn't say anything. No, he didn't. That's Cameron Crowe. Home, home Ferris alone. Ferris Bueller's Day. Ferris Bueller's Day off. National Lampoon's Vacation. Breakfast Club. Christmas Vacation. He wrote all those movies. And he directed... Jaws. He did not direct Jaws, <laughs> but he did direct Ferris Bueller's the Day The Exorcist. Off. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. The best Thanksgiving movie ever made. So. Dutch. They wanted to go do a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Correct? Well, they the initial was to do the high school yearbook because that was the, but what's the problem with all those jokes and paper when it translates to a movie? It's a hard R. It's okay. It's Animal a, House was a hard R anyway. It's rated X. What's the problem if they're underage? Yeah, it's it's bad. Even, you see where I'm going? Yeah, even yeah. for then it was That's bad. how it graduated to college. college. Yeah, yeah. It's directed by John Landis. Mm-hmm. And it was a small movie that nobody cared about, and it became huge. And I find that and there's a documentary about... There's more than one Well, yeah, there's several documentaries about National Lampoon as a magazine and what that movie did and two I, and four. Four, two and four. And I could talk about this for a while. I don't even need to look at my notes. If I, if you wanted me to give you Maddie Simmons, who was one of the producers, Ivan Reitman. Maddie Simmons was also the editor for the Lampoon, or the, uh, basically owned the Lampoon. Probably don't want to go into that much of it. What I find fascinating about it, and what you probably find fascinating if you're taking this class or you just need the upper division credit, is that... It is what it is. It is what it is. It's fine. I know where my bread's I butter. think still, it still probably colors what a 16, 17-year-old thinks college is going to be like. Oh, yeah. I mean... I think they still think there's Ludo, you... there's D-Day. Oh, yeah. There's he otter. has no GPA. That's why people join fraternities. And that's a whole other episode. Well, yeah. And, and say, that's a whole other class for you, talking is. about Greek and the Greek society. And, but, I mean, I think the fact you can go onto a college campus right now, if I drive over to a college campus, almost any college campus, and I scream in the middle of the courtyard somewhere, toga, toga. People toga, are going to follow. People are going to join in. Absolutely. And, and I think the, you know, the... Um, that movie had so many different things because the music, certain songs when I hear now, I'm like, oh, Animal House. That's an Animal House. So, and one of the other things you have to remember about the movie and why it probably resonates even more is it also, as South Park called the Member Berries. It came out in 78, 79, I'm almost positive. Look it up. It came out in 78. The music in that is not from 78. The music in that, it takes place in, what, 60, 61? Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be a flashback. It's a flashback, end, 20 years. At the end, you get all the, where they are now. Right. Oh, yeah. 
But it's the same the reason of, oh my God, I love Stranger Things. Look at all the stuff. Look at all Same effect. Yeah. You just don't get it because you're younger or you're older. And 20 years from now, somebody's going to do something that's going to give you what I call member berries or what South Park calls member berries. Oh my God, I love blah, 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 I blah. I mean, blah. we're getting it now with 1990s movies. There's movies Yeah, absolutely. So. so, Faber College, really quick. I think that's the one that most people, Animal House... It's probably done more to influence what you think college is going to be like than any other film. Yeah. And also, that's another movie that'd be very hard today. There's a whole th- scene yeah. of Bluto basically, once again, committing a crime by peering in a woman's room while well, she and is. And even some of the dialogue is. Yeah. And, and that. And I mean, Thomas Hulse's character and... almost has sex with an underage. He doesn't. I just want to point out he doesn't. And, and he yep. finds out she's underage. And let's talk about Donald Sutherland, who's a professor, having a love affair with a teacher, a student. Okay. I think I that still happens. That still a lot. happens a lot. Oh, it won't in this yeah. class. Yep. Right. <laughs> I thought both... you were going to sleep with me. I'm not oh, taking the class. You're not taking the class. He never looks at me dirty. <laughs> The God. class? The class. I'm I can't. Well, I'm pissed class. because I even went and bought the damn textbook. Oh. I you gave got the textbook away. <laughs> you well, I used bugger. the textbook Dr. as Dr. Thomas that. is at every port. <laughs> oh, my good lord. He's Why like did a I sailor. this? Um, All right. Next. So, uh, Joe brought up Animal House, so I'm going to talk about a parody of Animal House. Yep. Written by J. Stewart Burns, Justin Adler, Matt Karras. Um, some of the classes, 20th century history, and uh, prof- it had a professor of carnival rides. Mars University. Robot House? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was actually going to bring up Mars University. Mars University. <laughs> so where is Mars University from, Chad? Uh, Futurama. <laughs> Season 2. Episode. Oh no! It's, it's actually, one of the best episodes. It's one of the best episodes. But you're saying parody, and I didn't know where you were going. I thought you were going to go another place. No, no, no. Because <laughs> it's kind of hard to parody a, parody a comedy. Is that even a parody, or is that more of a homage? Homage. I guess it's an homage. We'll go with homage if you want to be Frenchy about it. If you want to be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the students. Gear shift. <laughs> Gunter the monkey. Oh, Gunter. Philip J. Fly. Philip J. Fry. What Fry. the hell? Uh, fat Bot and Oily. <laughs> Can I play Fat Bot? Or is that too much on the nose? It, top casting gets you every yeah. time. And of uh, course, the, Walken says, Top cast means I mentioned, the, cast. I mentioned the professor of Carnival Rides, but also Professor Hubert J. Farnsworth. Uh,. Yeah, it's only in, it's only in one episode of the show, <laughs> but it, it is a memorable episode. It is, it is a, memorable, a very memorable episode. Um, and it's all about uh oh man, what it's they even do a parody of the an homage of a double triple secret probation. Triple secret probation. They also do homage of what they have to do to get the the of a of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's that in the in the Santa Claus episodes. What else do? Because I'll, I I'm gonna buy you so many stink lizards. <laughs> yeah, I say it to people. They just look at me weird. <laughs> yep, 
I can't imagine why. <laughs> That's not obscure. I don't think it's obscure, no, but no. it's one of my favorite lines from Futurama. I speak most, about 75% of what I say is allusions to something, and I am I'm so lucky you, nobody me, knows what I'm talking about. No, uh, that, I just wanted to mention it briefly to talk about, Mar- I, just, I had to mention Mars University if we're talking about fake universities, because it's one of the funniest moments in television history in my terms of my um, you know, there's a couple, and, and we'll do a couple honorable mentions at the end because I know Joe had some left. I do. I, I am. I am torn on a couple of my last. Natalie Embrulia. Yes, I am. Uh, we hadn't done it in a while, but I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did like three episodes. I have That's to say, a while. The one, the one fictional college that I would uh, would be interested in going to just to meet one professor. Would be Barnett College. Do you know where Barnett College no, is from? No, it sounds familiar. Barnett College is one where one, um, yes, uh, a doctor patient, where one Doctor Henry Jones Jr. teaches. I should have known that. Uh, Indiana Jones is on the faculty. You oh. can't get much better than that. Only difference is if you've ever seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, he looks over and there's a a young lady. Who has written "I love you" on her eyelids when they shut? I just can't imagine. What I want you to picture, Doctor Thomas. No, taking no. the class, doing the same thing to <laughs> Henry Jones Jr. And James closes his eyes and then moves his and it says "I love you." <laughs> hey, we we support all people on our campuses. We should, uh, but no, it's got but, nothing to do with him having a fascination with Barnett College. He's, scared, he's so scared of the dark that he's afraid to close both eyes at the same time. I don't know if you knew that about Dr. Tom. Uh, Barnett College. Petrified of the dark. Yeah, so go into the classroom and flip the switch. <laughs> you can't do that. It scares the roaches. Uh, oh, yeah, flip the Barnett. switch and put down a lot of salt. He won't be able to crawl out of <laughs> That last part hits close to home. Uh, Barnett College is, is... There's a couple scenes in it that you what, see on the campus. <laughs> That would be blood pressure. You don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Somebody coming to his office. He's he's doing the Ron Burgundy. Oh, just here. After after what's the matter, you? It was all downhill for me. Um, But Barnett College has the archaeology program, and we know of no other programs that they have. We see the archaeology office. Now, where does it say he's at Barnett Barnett College? It's in in movies. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's in Raiders. It's it says it? Yes, Barnett College. It's on it's on one of the doors. Oh. So Barnett College is the home of Indiana Jones. Um and matter of fact, one of the things that they did It looks like Tab is sponsoring as, us if you're watching as this a, by the way. Uh, as, as a giveaway in one of the card sets where they get do sign cards. Mm-hmm. You could get a, a degree where he was one of the signing faculty members. Um basically though, uh the fact is, we know nothing about the student body except for it tended to be that a lot of women took his course and one guy that gave him an apple. Yep. Uh, we know that the campus is relatively good size from the last Indiana Jones film. Ugh. And we know that he gets promoted to... I don't remember. Um, the, There's a whole motorcycle chase in yeah. it. Yeah. Is that on campus? Yeah, it's and on when, campus. when it goes into the library, the guy's reading the book, and he goes, no, 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 don't read that one. As he's being chased, read this one. That was the most accurate professor representation, because every professor I've ever encountered goes, oh, you're reading that? No, no, no. Also, look at this. It'll be coming handy. Um, and then they just hand him a Playboy. <laughs> yeah. As if you were teaching. Yeah. No, that would be if you were teaching. I don't read Let's Playboy. Let's be honest. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Yeah, you 
Uh, it took me a second. Why did you lob that up? I didn't even um, mean to. <laughs> but Barnett College, I, I, I wanted to bring it up actually as an artifact because most times in movies, Barnett College only exists to say he's not only an adventurer, he has a day job. He has a day job. And it's that a he day, never shows up. Yeah, he for. never shows up it's like a day most jo- faculty. Well, it's a day job where he takes sabbatical all the time. It sounds great. Listen, like most faculty. Listen, I'm pretty sure if I go into my dean's office and say, listen, I found these artifacts of education from ancient China, and if you give me a semester off, they will be in the University of Southern Mississippi archives, and I can guarantee it. Just don't ask me how I'm going to get them. I probably, arguably, would get that sabbatical knowing that if I failed, I was fired. Do you not think that if you could go into the dean's office right now and say, Dean, I'm not going to say the dean that you work for. Wait, thank you. Uh, but Dean, I can guarantee... Dean Koontz. Dean, <laughs> dean Koontz. Dean Kundi. That is obscure. Dean Koontz, I will come in and get you the, I don't know, what would he be, what would he really want? I will come and get you the respect Stephen King has. Yes. <laughs> and all you have to do is give me sabbatical. sabbatical. Dean Koontz would give you sabbatical. Dean Koontz is all over me. Now, Dean Jimmy... <laughs> That's Jimmy Dean, Chad. I can bring you the sausage. Jimmy system. brings the worst sausage. I was gonna say, it, if you look at his driver's license, it's not. So bite me. Oh, he's got you there. <laughs> yeah, um, are you done? Yeah. So it's Barnett probably College, Dean James. And I wanted to bring that up because most colleges is just to further the story. Okay, a few notable, ex- and I didn't watch the show, but Greendale Community College is community. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's one we probably should have mentioned. Uh, Harrison University is from old school because it plays a big. Yes, we did not talk about the University of New York, which was Felicity when the whole show took place at the University of New York. Yeah, which dealt with RA. I've never watched an episode of Felicity, so I didn't want to talk about it. We have Pacific Tech, which almost almost came this close to beating out Revenge of the Nerds, but I had to do Revenge of the Nerds because of the scene. I thought it would actually be better for your students. That's the that's the college campus for Real Genius, which is also another great... I, I really enjoy college, right? Yeah. That's a college. And uh, Boy Meets World is Pembroke. And here's the biggest one that I thought James would do. Mm-hmm. UC Sunnydale. Oh, well, from, I, was, yeah. I actually from thought Buffy. about bringing it up, but UC Sunnydale is Buffy. Buffy. It's the University of California system, which does exist. They just made up a... They just made up bullshit Sunnydale. Yeah. Like most classes. Um, couple, All of the humanities. Well, my, my one honorable mention that I'll talk about, and, you know, it was important for the time, Hillman University. That is from Cosby and a different uh, world. Yeah, I almost wrote it down, and then I thought, I've already got... <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. I'm not getting into the whole well, no. Bill Cosby. Well, no, thing. and if you forget the whole Cosby aspect of it, talk about a different world because yeah. there was a lot of stuff that was done that was important for racial issues through the show A Different World. It was an important cultural show for yeah for and, and I don't know that A Different World gets as remembered as well as it, a Cosby show. And who, was should, the, who was the character that had the flip up shades? Um, oh, geez, I can tell who you was the actor. It's, it's Kadeem Hardison. It's Kadeem Harrison. Harrison. I, that was Harrison. I loved that as a kid. I was fascinated by those flip up shades. Is who? Which is anyway. That's a whole other show. Of no, what uh, happened to Kadeem? But no, Hillman call it Hillman University should yeah. be mentioned because it it did have a cultural impact on on the time and on tele, television itself. Yeah. Um. So I'll bring up a couple honorable mentions that show how 
education has been viewed, commented on, everything else. One that has to be mentioned, and, and I actually have had students in the past write a paper on um, for an undergrad education course, is South Harmon Institute of Technology. What if the... you want to look at the abbreviations of what South Harmon oh, Institute shit. of Technology is. Um, it's yeah. from the movie Accepted. And basically the idea of the movie Accepted is he doesn't get accepted. His parents know he has to go to college. Uh, Justin Long, I believe, is, is the actor. And so he decides to create a college. And he creates the South Harmon Institute of Technology. And, of course, it ends with he, other people start showing up. Yeah. And he makes it an actual university. And the president, I think, of the university is you know Lewis, some guy they find on the sidewalk. Lewis Black. Yeah. Right, that's the actual yep. right, and they end up and it ends up becoming a university. Um, Camden College is in Rules of Attraction, but is also in any novel by Brett Easton Ellis. Yeah, um, so that's one that there's college sports traditions that go with yeah, that institution. That was another there's, one I just went ahead and left off my list. Uh, not nothing again. I think you're right, and and that's for another type of viewer or listener who yeah. may be not in your class who are huge fans of those novels. But so because they all connect. Yeah, Brett Easton Ellis. Um, what are some of the novels? Uh, uh, Rules of Less Attraction. Than Zero, Rules of Attraction, American Psycho. American Psycho. So I mean, these novels that are very... because the characters do interconnect. Am yeah. I correct? Because I know they do a little mm -hmm. bit in the movies, but yeah. So Camden College is one that's in literature, and then the one of the movie adaptions. Uh, Blue Mountain State is another one that I had an undergraduate student write a paper about again. This is not what you would call politically correct. I mean, it was a television show, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and a movie. That, Blue Mountain State? I know it was That was an actual okay, TV movie. show, right? Yeah, okay, sorry. So I'm, I'm I thought you were talking about the one from um, Blue Chips. But Blue Mountain, um, I mean, I there's tons of hazing. I've never seen it. Um, there's tons of hazing. There's tons of, of women being... Must be getting their PhDs. Um, sure. Uh... Another one that brings up an interesting crossover that never got explored but should have could have been California University, which was where Beverly Hills 90210 took place and also was where Saved by the Bell, Bell the, college the college years. So there there crossover that could have happened. Uh, for younger people who aren't as familiar with Animal House, I know a lot of people came to Animal House after somebody went, oh, you like Van Wilder? Let me tell you what to watch. Van, Van Wilder is Coolidge College. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's we've hit on a lot of the major ones. We but, forgot to talk about one of the more important, well, not, but one of the more well-known fake uh, universities of all time. Trump University. There you go. <laughs> I already pissed off the <laughs> folk. Now you're pissing off the conservative folk? It just hit Actually, me. in all fairness... It just hit me. I'm sorry. In all fairness, aside from... That's not a political commentary. No, Trump it was, University. It, it really was existed, and it really was a uh, off. Yeah, yeah. And he really got sued, and they really lost. Yeah, yeah. Tech U, by the way, is he got game. Uh, and again, I saw that one on some lists too. Uh, should probably not likely? be viewed. Mm -hmm. uh, should not probably be viewed as uh, friendly to the female student body. No. Um, Columbus University Higher Learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Singleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Rest Singleton. Rest in peace. Um, so again, there's there's a lot of these out there, and probably and, gave us one of the most important films of the '80s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, we did this as a bonehead episode. So hopefully, the normal watchers got something out of this. But knowing that the that the colleges that we've talked about, the fictional ones, influence so many people. How old were you when you saw Revenge of the Nerds? Just 
Uh, I actually probably saw because it was rated R. I was. You got to remember eighteen is eight. <laughs> I, I saw Revenge of the Nerds two, Nerds in Paradise first. That's okay. Here. I probably saw that because it was PG thirteen, which means yeah. it only had one or two f words in it, and we've already time. covered that. You, yeah, me- that was you remember when Timothy Buzzfield walked in that pool? That's funny. No, I actually don't remember anything other than the ogre pee thing. No, I remember Lopan is the one who... James Hong? James Hong, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I saw that before that. Why? No, no, I was just saying, because so, I saw Animal House, now edited for TV, TBS, <clears throat> but I probably saw that for the first time when I was maybe 10, I'm, or maybe young. Unedited? Really? No, no, on TBS, yeah, yeah. Oh, edited okay. for TV. I thought you did Which have is a cable. different movie. Um... No, Blues Brothers. I, had friends, I didn't. I don't you know. think I saw Blues Brothers on edit until you? later. Yeah. Well, I mean, not now. They okay. all left me for dead. But, but you know, I think no. It's the same way. Blues Brothers. The first time I saw Blues Brothers in it, I'm like, Carrie Fisher's in this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They. I mean, the TV yeah. version usually cut out that subplot because it was the easiest thing to cut. Right. Yep. Um, that being said, though, so I mean, you think about. We saw so many of these things that told us what college would be like before we came to college, and that's what the textbook that we use or the the readings that we use, you know, really do look at why does this matter, what does it look like, but also, just for people just listening to the show, why is it so easy to go back to college as a a plot device? (coughs) Because I enjoyed it. Yeah. I hated high school. (coughs) So, I mean, for me, the way I see it is, People envision people who don't go to college envision and probably envision this great party party place that they didn't get to go to. And, and it then, was and for then, some people. And for some people, not you. yeah, I had some I had some good times in college. And then uh, for the people who who did anyway, for the people who did go to college, it's what they like to remember about their lives. So it's it's an easy thing to get people sucked into. I, you Would think you, it's also like an easy plot device though, because it, you don't have like Indiana Jones can take sabbatical. Or you can take a semester off. Or you can go abroad. It's not as restrictive as high school. No. And it's obviously not as restrictive because I can't do a semester You're abroad. away from home. You're away from home. I can't give you an answer for your student that would be a quantitative being no, able no, to I, support I mean, that. I, I think it's But subjectively, discussion. for me, I and all three boneheads agree with this, high school was probably the worst times of our lives. Oh, it's a horrible mm-hmm. way to spend four yeah. years. It's a horrible life. way to spend four years. Or, I'm sorry, Chad, five. Five. I've, uh, Seven. I've given the. I, I've said it. I've said it million, uh, hundreds, uh, not thousands of times, and I've said it on here before. Stephen King quote: "It's not that I hate people that went to, who enjoyed high school. I just fundamentally don't trust them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Anybody that would enjoy that experience. I have several friends who enjoyed high school. A lot of people I meet enjoyed high school. I just hated it myself. Mm-hmm. And I have no desire to go back to my childhood. I have no yeah. real desire to. You know how some people. I hear it at work. I hear people say, "I'm tired of these grown up problems." God, I wish I was eight, eight, eight again or whatever. However, if you ask me what time of my life I wouldn't mind reliving, if I didn't have to go to class, oh yeah, and I had money, you didn't anyway. I still made it. Morehead State, <laughs> never, it's too, never too, too late, late at Morehead State. I have that was a master's school. degree. Anyway, I would probably pick college. I enjoyed college quite a bit, but. Could you go back with what you... And, and once again, it's Back to the Future. It's all these movies. It's a, it's a plot device. And I think it's a nostalgia thing. And if you didn't go to college, Chad's right. Yeah. You kind of have an understanding, inkling of what that could be and what that... what you Yeah. Because I mean? so everybody went to high school. Right. 
So yeah. I, that's to me why I think it's popular. It probably is an easy plot device, but I, I think there's a certain amount of nostalgia for that. Well, I, I, uh, Isn't yeah. that what I just said? Yeah, well, he Thank said you. it better. No, uh, <laughs> no I, I, but, you well, know, I, I don't... Did I, I didn't mean to repeat you. But, you know, I, I think that's it. Just I, a parrot. I, that's all you are. A I bearded think, parrot. And we could... <laughs> Isn't there actually a bearded parrot? I have no idea. It all takes I'm going to buy you so many stinks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the other part about it, though, that I think about as... But I have no nostalgia for high we, school, and there's high school movies. Yeah, I don't... But I you know, agree with Joe. It, like, if, if I... Their, college was probably, in terms of my education, that was the, the part... Those four years were probably what I enjoyed the you're most. You're becoming a man. Yeah. You're becoming well, an adult. And don't you think also part of it is you have that, like... Yes, you have core requirements you have to take, but once you get those done... Nobody was making me take I anything. will tell you why. I, no one told me what to do. And I'm yeah. very much, when you start looking at those stereotypical Gen X, all those things where you fall, I'm very much, a lot of that holds true for me. Yeah. Nobody told me what to do. I was disenfranchised. I was disinterested. And I do not like being that whole schedule. The difference between what I see the freshmen now, they love to be scheduled. They love to know where they're going to go. I, I didn't want any of that. Yeah. yeah. And college didn't make me do any of that. All I had to do was show up. And also, I knew if I didn't get a degree, I was going back to that holler. And I would, did not want to do that. Yeah, and I think that's why colleges work That was so in the well. back of my mind, probably. Chad's right. I didn't go to school. And in fact, I, I didn't even buy some books. I stole them off of him and used his half the time. Mm-hmm. That's well, true. All that's true. And none of that ever comes up in movies. You don't see Bluto buying his textbooks. No. Matter of fact, the only movie Hell, that you does never see him up, go to class. For you never time. see him pay for the food that's expensive as shit on college campuses. Yeah, now. that food fight would have cost some money. Money. You know, the only movie that does address buying textbooks, if I'm not mistaken, is Back to School because doesn't it's he have two. the line? Yeah. Doesn't he have the line? Which actually is what I did as a student. Buy the used copies and look for the ones that have the underlining and, already done. And the answers. They already have the answers. Because And that's what I did in undergrad. It was like, do you want a new copy? No, I want the used copy that looks highlighted. The only other one that deals with that, and we didn't talk about it, is Matthew Broderick and the Freshman. Well, so we've talked about fictional colleges, and the reason that I wanted to do that for the purpose of my class, and also I thought it was an interesting topic anyway, you know, we could have done, there's an entire episode if we want to do, you know, movies that use, or books or anything that use real colleges. Stealing Hawk Not Harvard. anytime soon. No, no, no. Stealing Harvard, Beautiful Mind. There's a ton of them. Harvard's been using a lot of things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what's, oh, uh, what's oh, the Joe Pesci one? Yeah, I was without with I'm honors. I'm a bum. No, with honors. I'm a bum, but I'm a Harvard with bum. With honors. Um, where he's dying of mesothemia. Uh, he, uh, he worked in... Asbestos. Asbestos, yeah. But anyway, As a merchant so, marine. So again, I remember that movie way too well. That's uh, that's uh, Encino Man, right? Is <laughs> yeah, that? Brendan Fraser. Encino Man. Yeah, that's what I said. Brendan uh, Fraser. <laughs> anyway, um, and the chick so from Chapman. If you're watching this from my class again, I wanted to do this because we got different opinions than just mine. But hopefully, you're starting to see that fake colleges shape real expectations. Yes, and get used in popular culture, get recycled. How all this other stuff going on? But then there's a ton of movies that use real college that also smear the truth. Beautiful Mind is one. It's a good movie. But the actual story is bullshit. Is different. Yeah. Um, so think about that as you consume culture, and think about the ways that other people that aren't familiar with college don't study higher education. What does that mean when they assume that there could be a kernel of truth to that? Yeah. Or that it is all true? 
what does it mean stereotypically when we do stereotype Greek societies as toga, toga, toga? What does that mean? What does that do? And what what is the expectation of a student coming in? And what is the expectation of alumni? All of that can be. And for our up. regular fans, don't pay any attention to what he just said for the thirty seconds. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> and we, we will just... go back to the normal. Me being completely disrespected. You want me to fart again? You want me fart again? Done. Didn't even have a chance to say yeah. Go do it. Did it anyway. It was just a suit. Because done again, sir. You are a go getter. I am. Yes. You do not lollygag when it comes to uh, flatulence. Done again. Four. For my class, I will go back to being professional next week. I doubt it. Well, I, I put on a good show. Oh, uh, no. I've paid for it. It's one of those peep things where the thing raises uh, up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. Pretty, yeah. you can't, don't stop using those wooden nickels. I'm going to kill you. Anyway. anyway. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thank and you by so the way, if you did find this enjoyable to see me mocked and you are in my class... Do check out some of our other episodes, especially if you're interested in making film. I will recommend, we have had actual people that worked on films. If you're a big fan of horror films, check out the episodes with Mick Strawn, uh, Ole Sassoon, um, William Malone. William Malone. Uh, so we actually have... Andre Ellingson. Andre, there's, a, there's other ones that I'm Bart sure. Bart Mixon. C. Courtney Joyner. C. We C. Courtney can go Joyner. down a list. Actually, yeah. I was and now that we're saying them, I'm fairly impressed. I was in a bookstore and somebody asked for a C. Courtney Joyner book and I almost yelled out from the back of the store, Watch Bonehead! <laughs> I didn't do it, though. You should have. Um, I didn't want to get kicked out of the bookstore. That being said, uh, hopefully this has been beneficial. Hopefully those of you that normally watch the show will humor us this one time as we try to do something. Well, as I tried to do something academic. Thank you all for watching. <laughs> Thanks for tab for sponsoring us. Tab didn't, but if Tab would like to... We'll take it. We'll, they could put it on our Tab. I was going to say... Oh, for our regular viewers and listeners, oh, we just got some good news this week. We may be having something in the fall. We'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. We're, this, this, we may be not huge yet, but we we're are getting there. getting there. We're getting there. All right, thank you so much. This has been Bonehead. Keep coming to class if you're in my class. To those listening to the audio version, James just waved. <laughs> <laughs> Waving. <laughs>